Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fit is Buck podcast. I'm your host, Greg Buck, here with my co-host, Colin Bash. Today, guys, we're going to talk about recovery techniques. Um, we get asked about recovery techniques a lot, whether it's what do we do um, for recovery? What do we do? More often than not, this is the question we get. What do we do when we've hurt ourselves to recover from that? Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about, again, these tactics, kind of how to do it on a budget. Um, because obviously things like body work can get expensive, um, even though both of us would definitely say it's worth the expense, yeah. um, especially if you want to practice CrossFit at a high level or fitness at a high level. Um, I think it's well worth the investment. But we understand that some people aren't um, need to be more budget friendly when it comes to things like that. Um, so we'll kind of go over those things as well. Before we dive into recovery tactics, the big, let's say the pyramid of recovery, the first thing you should be addressing before you get to any recovery tactic, meaning before you go see your chiropractor, before you get a massage, before you start doing mobility practice, before you start doing skill development practice, you need to be sleeping enough. Um, I think we did a whole podcast on sleep before, or if we haven't, we've talked about it ad nauseum. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. yeah or we should do another one <laughs> or a first one about sleep. But um, sleep is huge, guys. Number one, uh, number one predictor of your recovery is going to be your sleep, whether it's your sleep quality and your sleep duration. We've had a lot of people recently go out and purchase the Whoop Band. I just had someone the other day asked me about the Whoop Band, what the cost was, whether I thought it was worth it. If recovery and really just quality of life is an important thing to you, I would strongly recommend the Whoop Band. Um, I think if you pay for a year subscription at a time, it comes up to be $18 a month. Maybe it's 20 Yeah, I think it's, I think maybe it's, it's a year and a half. Pay, if you pay for the full year, I think it comes out to 20 bucks. But if you, however much you pay, it is a subscription service. So eventually it'll switch to 30 bucks a month. Right. Um, so give or take, you're going to look at somewhere between 20 and $30 a month, depending on which, um, option you receive. Mm. I just listened to a podcast this week recently talking about the whoop band in terms of it's very good for sleep tracking, especially when compared to other more invasive, um, trackers. So that being like a sleep test, like obviously that's more accurate, but it is much more invasive. So this the tracking ability of the whoop is really, really good. Um, I know a lot of people have like Apple watches, things like that. Um, and from what I've experienced, those aren't quite as reliable. Um, we don't get paid from whoop. So this might sound like a commercial, but I just really like the product. Yeah. Um, really though. We both, if, do. if whoop wants to send us free product, uh, we'll get yeah. you Andrew's email address. Hit us up, please. Um, but yeah, I think, the other thing with the sleep being able to track the quality is it's going to be able to track your habits. Yeah. Once you know your habits and you have that data, you can then work to fix your habits. We're all very bad at actually knowing what we're doing day to day in terms of sleep and nutrition. So really quickly going before we move on from the mm-hmm. band, going back to uh, what Greg said about how accurate it was. I don't know if he's referring to the same thing that I'm thinking of, but I also recently listened to a podcast mm-hmm. that there was a study done at Stanford mm-hmm. And uh, they used other forms and like, you know, obviously invasive forms to uh, also test sleep while wearing a whoop band. And they said that the 
so for those that don't know, WHOOP measures how much time you've spent awake when, you know, like technically unconscious, but awake in an awake zone when you're sleeping. Um, your REM sleep and your SWS sleep, which is slow wave sleep. In this study at Stanford, the same invasive machine that's highly accurate, obviously, measured the same things that the WHOOP band was looking for. And it was found that WHOOP was within like 0.02 seconds of the amount of time that you were actually in slow wave sleep right. or REM sleep. So like they were basically spot on right. with when this, with this little wrist worn monitor and I'm, and the person was wearing like a brain scanner. <laughs> like, right. Right. You know That's I mean? crazy. Like, yeah. So it's just, just wanted to talk about like how accurate yeah, for the sure. system actually is for something that you can wear in your wrist that I barely noticed throughout the day. Right. And again, it, it's one of those things where I feel like we harp on it all the time, especially for our morning crew. Like, obviously, we understand getting your workout is super important. Like, we want you to keep having that priority. But a lot of times, that extra hour of sleep, whether it comes at the beginning or the end of the night, is super important. And being able to see visually, because we like to fool ourselves of, oh, I feel fine today. I'll be good to work out. Then we go to the, the gym and we feel like I hit by a bus. And we're like, why am I performing like shit today? But your whoop band will tell you, hey, your recovery is 13%, which is bad. Even it's, though you got eight and a half hours of sleep. Right. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Right. So, again, the number one thing before looking at these recovery tactics that we're promised we'll get to at some point today, <laughs> looking at your sleep is important. The next most important step is going to be your hydration and your nutrition. If you're not drinking enough water, guess what? You're not recovering properly. If you're not getting the nutrients you need, guess what? You're not recovering properly. And that is going to go all the way down to how often you're injured, how good you feel when you're practicing your movements, how shitty you feel the day after. All of this stuff plays off of itself. So yeah, you have a lot of inflammation in some joints. If you clean up your diet, I know this sounds crazy. That can help with stuff like that. Your food can be very inflammatory if you're making bad decisions nutritionally, quote unquote bad decisions. There's no bad decisions. There's just better ones. Um, so we're making some less than ideal decisions with our nutrition. Um, you know, that stuff is going to come out. You know, your back is aching more. Your knee is aching more. Oh, I keep feel like I keep pulling my hamstring. What's the deal? All that stuff plays into this. Another little fun fact and information that I was just reminded of uh, is that before keto became what it is now, it mm -hmm. was it was actually like a recommendation from a doctor for Terrell was talking about something with your heart. Yeah, but it was like that's originally where the ketogenic diet was derived from. Mm -hmm. So like they knew that this would could change your the physiologic physiology of your heart or whatever mm -hmm. was going on with you. And they told you to eat the certain way. I don't even think they called it ketogenic at right. that point in time, but it was the it was the keto diet. The right. doctor was just recommending this is what you eat in right. order to mitigate your symptoms of this. Mm -hmm. So, like your food has a large <laughs> part in how you feel. Is right. what I'm trying to get. Yeah, at. yeah. You are what you eat, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was due for a dad joke. <laughs> um. I think those are kind of like really huge, again, base layers that you need to take into account um, before delving into these recovery tactics, so to speak. The only other thing I would say to speak to is on your off days or on your days where um, you're working a lot, 
make sure you're trying to be as active as you can. Because if you're hitting it super hard for an hour or two at the gym, then you go and lay on the couch or sit on a desk all day. That can actually have some negative impacts on your recovery and probably just your well-being at that point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even go kind of going back to our whole loop conversation. I promise, guys, we're going to get to these recovery tactics. <laughs> <laughs> I pinky promise. But uh, going back to uh, the whoop band, so my recovery is always, always, always the highest on Sundays mm-hmm. after Saturdays. So Saturdays are t- have been typically lighter days. Um, I'll get get in, maybe get a sweat, do some lifts or something like that. I go home and cook, and I do all my stuff on Saturday, basically. And then I'll wake up with like a 97% recovery, okay? Mm-hmm. So I did – wasn't stressed, but I moved. I did some stuff. I was active. Uh, woke up with a good recovery, right? Sundays are the exact opposite of Saturdays. I try my absolute hardest, for those of you that know and have heard me talk about it, I try my absolute hardest to do nothing on Sundays. I wake up at like 10, I eat breakfast, I lay on the couch, hopefully get some homework type stuff done, maybe play some video games. I eat dinner, or you know, in this case, I eat my mountain of food. Um, and then I go to bed. And I'll wake up on Monday with like a 47% recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how is that possible, right? right. That's kind of the whole thing. I, I've, I've started to just maybe row for like 20 minutes on a Sunday just mm-hmm. because I'm not at a hard pace, God forbid. But just something to, because I can't not move. My body absolutely hates it. So it could be the same type of scenario. If we work out for an hour at 5 a.m. and then we go through our entire work day where we're just sitting at a desk and then we go home and we're sitting in the armchair watching Netflix or anything like that. And we wonder kind of why our recovery is right or we feel so bad at 5 a.m. the next morning. Right, right. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. You do have to, even on your off days, move or move with a purpose. You know, you don't have to be at the gym every single day crushing yourselves and then wonder why do I feel like shit? Like, yeah. well, you're crushing yourself every day. Obviously, you're going to feel like shit. You know, you have to find that balance. And again, the balance doesn't go all the way to, all right, I'm really on the couch and eat Doritos all day today. Yep. You know, um, I think, again, that kind of lays our base down, guys. If you are doing those things well, <clears throat> then you should move into something like a recovery tactic or technique, which is what we're going to speak to now. But again, before getting to these things, a lot of times if you make better decisions on the back end of everything we just spoke about. This stuff may not be necessary or not as necessary to the degree of which some of us are utilizing it now. We should put a disclaimer on this video. The title of this video is asterisk. Please do all of these other things before you do this. If you haven't done all those things up until this point, pause, (laughs) go back, listen again. And then if you've done all those things, then you can proceed from here. Yeah. Good, good, good leap off point there. All right, let's get going. All right. So probably the number one resource that I tend to refer people to um, for recovery or injury prevention or helping with an injury they maybe already have is a chiropractor. I'm a big proponent of chiropractics. Um, you know, I'll, many people have had negative experiences with chiropractors, whether that's on their own or they have a secondhand story from a friend or a relative or whatever. I went to this chiropractor, he charged me all this money and I feel like he didn't even do anything. You know, just like any field, there's good ones, there's bad ones. You need to find a chiropractor that you think fits your need. Um, the chiropractor I personally refer out to is Dr. Stephen Waldo. He's in Elgin, um, right? Maybe five, 10 minutes from the gym. Um, he was a former personal trainer. He's a former weightlifting coach. 
Um, he's not a CrossFitter himself, but does a lot of sports performance um, recovery tactics, whether it's with athletes or himself. So he understands the idea of CrossFit and weightlifting, and he having that background and expertise definitely applies his practice more in, hey, let's get you better. Like, I don't want to have to see you here if I don't have to see you, which I think is super important, where if you maybe are going to a chiropractor who's more just like daily care, or, you know, I like to go get my back cracked because then I feel better versus we're doing CrossFit, that's high functioning compared to the average person who's probably seeing a chiropractor. So you need to see a chiropractor who's going to meet those type of needs. Yeah. Um, Colin's chiropractors are also really awesome. Unfortunately, they're not near the gym yeah, whatsoever. Very, very, very far um, away from the gym by where I live. <laughs> yeah. So they use a lot of cool tactics like cupping, uh, massage, Graston therapy, a um, lot of different stuff. Um, if you go to a chiropractor that has a massage therapist in house, um, mine personally does. That's another great avenue to seek. Um, a lot of times the chiropractors will even, a lot of times chiropractors will even refer you out to one of the massage therapists that are at the clinic. And then you can go right in there. And sometimes your insurance will even cover that massage, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, with a massage therapist, same kind of caveat as with a chiropractor, you need to find a massage therapist who's going to do the type of massage you need or that you're looking for probably who has some experience in more of the sport recovery type of practice. Um, you know, all masseuses are, you know, good, whatever. You have to find one with the right style and the right technique that's going to serve your need. Yeah. <clears throat> Same thing with the chiropractor. Um, again, some of this stuff can get a little pricey. So to look more on the budget friendly side, um, utilize you know google youtube all that good stuff some good resources you can look into are going to be um dr kelly starat and the mobility wad um they rebranded recently i don't remember what they're called now but if you search mobility wad it'll come up um so with them um there's a ton of youtube uh videos that have different mobility tactics, um, different like smashing with the lacrosse ball or foam roller tactics that are really going to help with recovery. And then even kind of like some injury prevention stuff outside of that, he also does a lot of mobility drills to help kind of open up impinged areas. Um, I believe he himself was a formal physical, former physical, physical therapist. Um, so he still has a lot of stuff out there even though they've rebranded to the ready state now um so if you search the ready state instead of mobility why you should be able to find that mm -hmm. <clears throat> live ready there we go <clears throat> moving on from there the next thing that i would say is a great resource to look into kind of in a similar vein would be something like romwad which is going to be sort of like a netflix subscription um, i don't know the price point on that but essentially every day you can go in and there is a yoga session that you can do um, based specifically around these are CrossFitters who put out this program. And I know even within the database that Ramwad has on there is you can search like, hey, my shoulder is tight. Can you recommend a flow for me to do for the day? You can even set your time. So like a 10 minute flow, 20 minute flow, 40 minute, 40 minute flow, um, you know, whatever is best for your needs for that day. Again, very cost effective, very effective if done regularly. Yeah. My big one actually that I've gotten into a little bit recently is that app. 
I don't know if, if you follow professional CrossFit at all, but a lot of professional CrossFitters and competitions, the West Coast Classic, have been recently sponsored by a company called GoWad Mobility First. Okay. And it's an app uh, spelled the same way, GoWad Mobility First. I believe there's an underscore after GoWad, so mm-hmm. GoWad underscore Mobility First. Uh, if you search that on the app store, it comes up and it looks like a little blue play button. How it works is you can either get a subscription service or it can be a free app. So you can just download it and they give you a test that tests your, uh, you saw me do it actually, the, uh, your shoulder mobility, your hip mobility, your ankle mobility, your wrist and arm mobility, like a whole bunch of different areas of the body, head and neck mobility, stuff like that. Gives you a score and tells you where your weakest points are basically. So if you want to have it be a paid subscription, it personalizes your recovery flows. Mm-hmm. There are flows just like Ramwad yeah. to you. And there's an option for pre-workout. There's an option for post-workout. And I believe there's an option for like, this is all I want to do today. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't want it to be a subscription service, they just have a library on the app and you can go in and pick which area of the body is tight. And then you, they list out uh, a whole bunch of different stretches for that area with videos to show you how to do it and everything like that. So that's what I've been doing recently, honestly, is mm-hmm. I don't have a subscription service. I just go into the app and if I'm like, my hips are really tight and I'm about to squat. So I need something to open my hips up. And I've learned about a few different stretches that are really like the Lotus stretch and that type of thing. Um, so I'll just go in there before I squat and I'll do like two or three stretches out of the library, feel a whole ton better and then get going. And then it's the same type of thing if I'm post-wad and I just did a whole bunch of kipping pull-ups and my shoulders feel tight. I'll look up a couple of shoulder stretches and stretch it out before I go home. And I've even done one where I did just like a, I can't remember exactly what it is on the app. I, I did this a couple of weeks ago, but I basically just went in and watched the video of like a full body. Like they stretched sure. something on everything. And I did that at my apartment. So yeah, perfect. And I, I think I'm pretty sure that was, I, I don't think I paid anything for that app. So I'm pretty sure that's free. Yeah. It's all free. So again, that's a great free resource. Um, I would say like kind of last but not least is you can always come to us if you have questions about recovery guys. Um, you know, depending on what you're looking for, you can talk to us, you know, whenever, um, if you feel like you need a sit down session or like a PT session to specifically talk, talk about recovery, that's something we can do. Um, again, we're not necessarily recovery experts or specialists or provide a service in that vein, but we can help kind of guide you towards it. Or if you need help with mobility, you know, we can take a look at you, do a movement screen, see where you're tight and why, and kind of go go through, break down some movements that would be good for you to practice, break down some mobility stretches that would be good for you to practice either before or after your workout every day, and then kind of just work in that direction towards like, hey, let's focus on this one issue we have now, open it up, get some recovery, on that impinged issue and then, you know, get you moving properly. Yeah. But that's not necessarily saying that if you pull something or if something is injured that we can magically fix it. No. Yeah. <laughs> or that it's going to be fixed with further stretching. Right. Hence the recommendations at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, we get that question a lot is like, Hey, I hurt this. What should I do? Yeah. We're not medical professional. Um, so we can give you an idea of, hey, this might be what it is. This is who you should go talk to. Yeah. Um, but you should not be kind of coming to us for issues that are orthopedic in nature. Yeah. Again, we'll help you as much as we can. 
But if we're referring you out to somebody, it's not like, hey, I don't want to deal with this. It's, hey, this is probably out of our scope and yeah. you need to see an expert. We wouldn't refer you to an expert like that if we didn't think you needed it. Yeah. And I think that even goes so far as to say, like, that's the difference in the conversation between my shoulder is tight and my shoulder hurts. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, if it's if it's hurting you and there's a pain and we kind of don't really have the expertise there to answer that question and right. answer the recommendation. If my the front of my shoulder is tight, okay, here's a couple stretches. Right, you for sure. I mean? Yeah, and I think, you know, like always, that's going to be a – you as an athlete have to make that call. Yeah. Um, we're going to help you as much as we can. But I think these are big resources that oftentimes we refer out. Just want to make sure you guys are aware of we refer them out because we use them. We love them. We want you to be healthy. Yep. Um, other than that, I think that's a good wrap for the day today. Um, if you have specific recovery questions, go ahead, shoot them our way. Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Follow the gym at CrossFit Ariac. Follow me at Buckbill Coach. Follow Colin at CBESH6. That's C-B-O-E-S-C-H and the number six. Hit it, Drew. Checks coming in, now they changing the subject. Who else here wants it? Living a life you can't covet. Honestly, one man can judge it. I have everything I've ever wanted. You do the math.